Welcome to Disney Animation Minute Essentials, where we are going through Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs one minute at a time. I'm Kestra Dorowski. And I'm Andrew Dorowski. And today we are joined by Bobby from Beauty and the Beastly Minute. Welcome. Hey guys, thanks. Uh, I'm excited to be here with you guys. We're excited to have you. Yours is one of the newest um, movie movies by Minutes. You're just starting this very month is when you've got your first episodes out, right? Yeah, yeah. As we're recording this, um, we are just finishing up our second week that's published. You know, we've got some more recorded, um, but we're pretty excited. It's new. It's exciting. Um, we definitely saw you guys doing it and we're like, oh, that'd be awesome. Um, so we're <laughs> we're excited to be digging into Beauty and the Beast. It is a good film. Yes, it is. <laughs> and a timely choice with the with the recent live action movie. Yeah. I, I'd actually been thinking about doing a, a Beauty and the Beast minute podcast for a while and then they came out with the movie and I was like man I don't know if I want to do it with them making a new movie but uh it works out <laughs> well today we are covering minute 71 which starts with Snow White saying why yes I am to the hag and um it ends with Snow White saying to the birds shame on you shame on you <laughs> with her high-pitched voice um I forgot to mention this last week with our guests who were here for our minute last week. Mm-hmm. Um, but before the witch was supposed to get to the, the cottage. cottage and talk to Snow White, um, that was where the sequence that was deleted, that was one of Ward Kimball's sequences, uh, the dwarfs building the bed for Snow White, that's where it was supposed to happen. And there was also a sequence... In that, in the b- bed building sequence where Dopey is playing a game that they called the shell game with a squirrel. So there were three shells and then like there was like a pebble and mm-hmm. the squirrel was moving them around. The squirrel was moving them and Dopey had to guess. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that was supposed to happen before the queen got to the cottage. Right. And I don't think I mind that one getting cut. I think the pacing really does work better where you have the the queen um, preparing the apple and all of that stuff. And then it cuts really straight to morning and the dwarves are on their way out and the the queen um, shows up. Um, yeah, I agree. But uh, it was really hard for Walt to cut the sequence. He really liked it. It didn't get cut until the summer of 1937. So just a few months before it was Oof. released. So that was kind of like a tight cut. Yeah, it was tough decision making at that point. But I think mm-hmm. I think it benefits from from tightening that up because this whole week, um and I know uh Bobby, you're only gonna be here for, for two of the days this week, but this whole week is kind of intense and action packed, and I feel like it would have it, it would have hurt the film to have a, another comedy beat with the dwarfs that was a whole sequence on its on its own, like the um like the, like their snoring sequence or like the the blood a lot of lum dum sequence where they were washing up, I think those sequences had pretty much served their purpose. And having another one after the queen was already in motion for for her plot would really slow of, things down. It would separate the film a little more and yeah, slow things down quite a bit. But now it's just going from the dwarves leaving, the witch arriving, arriving. Or finishing the apple and then arriving and on her journey and everything and it doesn't it doesn't stop and cut to the dwarfs there it just goes 
Yeah. Uh, to it, like a big sequence of the dwarfs. Yeah. So. so, so the pacing I think is improved by that sequence not being included. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I think this is definitely like a pivotal part of the movie. I mean, obviously, we've been building towards this where the where the queen slash hag is is gonna finally get to her, get to Snow White. Um, so I, I definitely see why they cut it. Um, but for me, it's such a hard thing um, to. I, I feel both sides of it because part of it's like, yeah, you need to clean up the movie and keep it concise. But then I go back and I see the parts that they cut. And I'm like, man, these would be so great if they had been in the movie. Um, so we see that a lot with yeah. and the beast as well. It's like, man, they, they cut it. And I love, I love the part that they cut, but I can see why they did it. And so it's hard for me to, you know, I have mixed feelings about these. <laughs> yeah. And I think, uh, ultimately we've decided it, it was a good choice to cut most of the things that we know about them cutting, but I mean, we did look back on the dream sequence that, that was supposed to happen when Snow White was singing, um, Someday My Prince Will Come to the Dwarfs, and we thought maybe that scene would have been better in the movie. So it, it's kind of, you know, two two out of three decisions were like, okay, that totally makes sense, it works better. And one of them were like, oh, I wish that hadn't gotten cut. Yeah. And so it's it's kind of a toss-up when you look at it, you know, in hindsight, where you can say, oh, this really would have fit better thematically or no, this was the right choice to cut. But I mean, doing two out of three on those decisions, I think is a, is a good call. And Walt really had a gift for these sorts of things. Agreed. Yeah. But it would have been, it would have been difficult uh, for Ward Kimball to know just before mm-hmm. the film was about to be released that his stuff was, his was stuff cut was again. being cut <laughs> again. But then he got the role of Jimmy Cricket, of animating Jimmy Cricket. So it's a big deal. That is a big deal. And yeah, made up for a little bit. Quite a, <laughs> Yeah, and Jiminy Cricket is quite an iconic Disney character, so... Yeah. So the queen arrives, and she sticks her head through the window, and and she asks if Snow White is all alone. And and she says yes. "Yes." Why, yes, I am, but... Don't tell creepy strangers that you're all alone. (laughs) I I feel like... Okay, I'm trying to think back to childhood. I feel like that was an actual instruction that children uh, in the 90s were, like, told... If somebody asks if you're home by yourself, you don't tell them the truth. If you happen to be home by yourself, you say, "Like, no, my but, mom's in the shower, or, or my something mom's like asleep, that." Sleep, or yeah. that's what I—that's what I would usually say if someone was at the door and was like, "Is your mom here?" And she wasn't. I say, "No, she's a she. She's, she's asleep. here, but she's asleep. She's so. asleep. <laughs> she can't come to the door." Yeah. But um, yeah. That's it's and especially with the dwarfs telling her. They told her so specifically. <laughs> don't let any strangers into the house. Don't, don't talk to trust anyone. strangers. Don't the trust queen anyone. Could be disguising herself. Like <laughs> they knew what was going to happen, and Snow White just didn't listen to them. Yeah, and it's extremely frustrating. <laughs> yeah, so frustrating. Like Snow White, why, why? Uh, just can't follow simple but, instructions. <laughs> she's. And this is a point, I mean, we talked about this months ago at the beginning of the movie where she has this innocence and this is the only point where it seems to be a negative attribute. Like it's to her detriment that she is naive about the danger she is in. Well, that's kind of what uh, I thought. Especially having been warned. That That's kind of what I thought as, uh, as I was watching these minutes is you really get an idea um, looking at the way she she thinks how young she is. Because um, I think uh, you guys said in this movie she's supposed to be like 14 um yes i think that's that's the canonical 
uh, age. Yeah. And then the, the original story, she was younger than that. And just her thought process, I, I kind of see like my, my oldest daughter, um, in the conversation that they're having there, just the, the back and forth. Um, I definitely get the, get the vibe from her that she's a very young person in the way that she thinks. And, you know, she's not thinking, Hey, this person's trying to figure out if I'm alone and, you know, luring me into her trap. She's just like, Hey, I'm an innocent person. Sure. I'll tell you what's really happening. (laughs) Yeah. And I think it's almost a little unrealistic that she's so innocent still. And so accepting of everyone considering the last couple days she's had where (laughs) she knows, she knows specifically that the queen is out to get her. And she knows that the huntsman, almost killed her she felt so attacked by the forest and then she's kind of come out of all of that and now she's well and then the dwarves almost killed her in her sleep yeah but she didn't really see that no um, but they had they had hidden there all were the weapons so by many the time different she woke up. ways where she was about to get yeah so killed. she hasn't i mean and maybe part of it is that she didn't even notice that the dwarves tried to you know were ready to hurt her and so she forgot about all the threats that had been there up to that point but it's it's still kind of a a negative element of her good qualities that she's trusting and forgiving and she has forgotten this intense danger that was surrounding her so recently yeah and then the so after she's disobeying the dwarves (laughs) rules and and warnings yes she she says yes i am yes i am alone and uh, the, the queen, um, well, she says the little men are not here. And I'm like, if she knew that the little men, like she knew about the little men. Yeah. The dwarfs. And, and then was like, they're not here. Oh, okay. Like, like I would have been concerned that she, that this stranger was like, knew about these little men and that like the way she said it kind of made me concerned and i'm like snow white you are so naive and innocent you were driving me crazy i feel like in that case it it's trying to show a certain familiarity she's like i know who lives here Mm -hmm. and it's like oh the guys aren't here i usually come and you know pedal apples to them and so she could be setting up sort of this familiarity this this demonstration she's like oh i'm familiar to these people i know these people i i am a guest here sometimes um, and so maybe that's what's going on. Maybe. That's definitely the yeah, vibe I got from it as well. Is she's she's trying to show that she knows this place. She comes here sometimes. Yeah, yeah. She's trying I to manipulate like, Snow White and and you know yeah. make her think this is something that's normal. I'm supposed to be here. I think for me it was mostly the the, the hag's eyes because her eyes are dr- like they're kind of creepy. They are really creepy. <laughs> And even though they're the same color as the queen's eyes, they're green. They're mm-hmm. just, they're a lot bigger and more, I don't know what the word would be. Intense? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, maybe. I think uh, the more I'm thinking about, like, the queen or the hag's um, discussion of, you know, the, the dwarves aren't here and asking about, you know, are you alone? The little men aren't here. Uh, and And some stuff that comes in later this week. I think she's just... I mean, everything she's doing seems to track with, like, classic con man grifting. Like, some other stuff that comes in later in the week it follows that, too. It's like, she's just doing, like, like a cold reading on Snow White right now to say, you know, oh, here's what's going on, and you can trust me because I'm being charming and personable and saying all these all these right things. It's like, 
this is just a con. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's classic con man stuff. We've seen this on TV. Yeah. And it keeps going. So I'm I'm interested to know where the queen got those skills. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, she is the queen. She seems to have manipulated quite a lot of people. Maybe she, that's how she got to she, be the queen. Yeah. It's all been one big con. She probably manipulated the king. Mm-hmm. And then manipulated him into what we believe into the dungeon and where she killed him. Yes, I think I think he's that skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> but but then she keeps manipulating Snow White because she she asks about the pies. And mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's more of this cold cold reading where she's and, just like, I smell pie. And that's how I'm going to get this apple in the house. Yes. It's pies. She 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 smells the pies and what would Snow she have White, done if Snow White wasn't making pies? I don't know. She would have had to you know find another way to bring up apples. Yeah, but she Snow White knew knew that the dwarfs liked gooseberry pies because specifically specifically because mm-hmm. they she she was naming all the things that she could bake for them and she said gooseberry pie and they said gooseberry pie hooray she stays yeah and that was the they, they clinched it they they were all excited about this gooseberry pie so she's making all these gooseberry pies for all I the mean dwarfs. we assume we've seen grumpies prepared yes. but and in the book in uh, Snow White and the uh, Seven Dwarfs a creation of a classic. Um, the book that we've referenced so many times, <laughs> um, it it's it showed a picture, an original picture where they have the all, other ones, the other ones, all the other dwarfs with those names on it. Yeah. Uh, but then the witch, I almost said the queen, the witch, the hag, she says it's apple pies that makes the men folks' mouths water. Which, like we we know definitively, is not the case for the dwarfs, like. They were excited about gooseberry pie. I mean, I know you love apple pie. <laughs> Pie's amazing. But, <laughs> but also, you wouldn't have made it with this red, yeah, dark red Yeah, I was also going to say, like, uh, like red apples are not typically the best choice for an apple pie. Green apples are a little bit better. That tartness kind of, it gets brought out with the sugar and the baking and everything, and it balances things out. When you have it with, like, a redder apple or a less tart apple, less sour, it, it can co- sometimes get a little too sweet or you're just tasting the sugar and you lose some of the apple flavor, I right. think. So, but this is the only red apple in her basket. The others yeah. are green and yellow. Yeah, and um, which uh, yellow apples can also do pretty well. But I, I'd say you definitely want at least some green apple. Yeah. in your <laughs> apple pie. But I mean, you know your apple pie. You love apple pie. Apple pie is so good. <laughs> uh, but the way that she's saying this is like she's. Well, obviously, she's trying to get the apple into Snow White's mouth so that she can poison her. Mm-hmm. But she's manipulating Snow White, who is so naive, and she's like, and she's like, yes, gooseberry pie. And she's like, no. The, you don't want gooseberry you don't want, pie. You, you want, want apple. apple pie. It's like, Snow White knows that her hosts like gooseberries. Yes, but if the witch says this thing to her, she's m- m- who is older and... And probably in Snow White's mind, wiser, mm-hmm. she would probably lean more towards going with what an old person would say, rather than knowing that the people she's making these pies for love gooseberry pie. So, yeah. well, and I think maybe this should have been this should have been another point where Snow White says, like, you don't actually know the dwarfs. If you knew the dwarfs. You'd know not to come here peddling apples for pies. Right. You'd come peddling which, gooseberries. Which is what I would have done 
However, this is Snow White <laughs> and we're talking about. she's a little about. too innocent. <laughs> and she is extremely innocent and naive and just, like, listens to everything and <laughs> takes everything seriously. And Yes. So she, she is intrigued by the apples that, she, that the hag is peddling. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then it cuts to a, a moment where you see the animals. Mm-hmm. And they're Sneaky, all, they're all the cowering in the bushes and around the house and then the trees and everything. And Which is consistent with every animal we've seen uh, since the queen became the hag. Right. Um, from the rook to the spider. Uh, except, except for the vultures. I was going to say, except the vultures. The vultures are the only ones who haven't, like gone away from her, but they haven't really gotten close to her. Right, but they're still up, like, they're... The birds they, look up at them. Yeah, like, the vultures are, are they, seen they, in this sequence. They smile, a, a smile, and they, like, <laughs> lean forward. Like, and they know where this is going. They, they're like, this is, they know where this is going, and that's what makes the birds start chatting, saying, uh... It's like, hey, the vultures are getting excited. This must be bad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They, they're probably getting the sense that this is not an old, innocent, or, like... Peddler. Peddler. This is probably someone who's trying to hurt qu- uh, the Snow White. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's the Queen, and and then they start diving down and attacking. Yeah, so I thought it was interesting that, like, a lot of the animals were observing the hag and seemed uncomfortable and all of that, but only the birds actually made an effort to stop her. Yeah. I was kind of disappointed in all the other animals that they didn't do anything. I agree. Well, I but... think the the only they're the only the little birds were the only ones that saw the vultures and I think that kind of tipped them off that okay, something's weird with the hag, but then you look back and see the vultures sitting there and you're like, okay, something's really wrong here. And I can kind of play yeah. that off because the rest of the animals, I mean, there are some smaller ones that would have been, you know, prey, typical prey for a vulture, but definitely smaller birds. They're built to to be wary of the larger, you know, birds of prey. So yeah, they'll, they'll get out of the way. Yeah. So they're the ones that are going to notice. And that's, you know, like another another pebble on the stack to say, OK, something's really not wrong here. We do. We should uh, try to warn her about this hag. Yeah. And I just... I wish that the birds had, you know, maybe gone and communicated with the deer or something, because that would have made a better Especially uh, the deer with the, with the antlers, who yeah, could, like, some, some solid run into in her and, and poke her with their antlers. And Yeah, there there is a solid effort to be made by, by the deer in particular, but I think some of the chipmunks and squirrels could have, you know, gotten in on that. But it's just the little, mostly bluebirds, <laughs> that that come in, and they can't do that much to her. Mm-hmm. There's, there's not there's a lot that they have available to them. Do. A little bit of pecking. Yeah. Well, I had a, I just, had a question a about the vultures um, and their relationship with the hag. It's like, do they recognize who that is? Um, like, why are they following her? I mean, obviously, they want to eat something, um, but they don't know what their I meal's going to be. They, my guess is that they can kind of sense uh, the, the death on the apple, maybe. Mm. Like, they're, they're smelling, you know, the poison that's going to lead some, to something dying. Yeah, that's my best guess. But they they started following the hag um, a little ways after the castle, so we're not sure if they knew her as the queen. And we haven't seen them before. Yeah, right. but yeah, they they could be. And and there's a lot of bird symbolism throughout the movie with peacocks and doves and um, the vultures, the raven or the rook, owls, the owls, yeah. Um, and and most of those have been um, features in the background artwork 
But something about, you know, whatever birds symbolize is consistent throughout Snow White. They, they do a lot of bird imagery as symbolic of things. And so as soon as she turns into the hag and, and starts on her way. She's on her way to kill Snow White. Yeah. It, it becomes this connection with vultures for, for death and, um, and specifically like decaying death. Yeah. And I think part of it might be like they, and I don't know if they designed it this way. They're kind of reminiscent of the hag in costume. They're, they're hunched. They have dark clothes or dark wings, I guess, dark <laughs> feathers, um, that match her dark robe and things like that. So I think part of it is a consistency with that. Um, and their eyes are a little similar to. The, yeah, the, to the, the eyes are, are bigger and kind of stick out of their heads. Mm-hmm. Things like that. And, and then the, the skin on the, around the eyes next to is the beak wrinkly. is all wrinkly. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. It, it's kind of a symbolizing the hag. A, a thematic consistency yeah. in design. But they, they are representing death. Yeah, so... The so coming of death. The imminent death, and I think it's... Mostly they just, like, they saw the hag and they sensed um, maybe her intentions. Maybe. Or or something, but they just have kind of a, a, a supernatural sense of what's going on more than any specific thing um, of them being associated with her or they followed her for anything else before. But maybe they have. Maybe they know that when she dresses up like this, she... Goes out and, and gets the dirty work done, and then they get a meal. So they, they could have had past experience, but we don't really have proof of that. So I would guess it's more like a, just a symbolic supernatural, um, element. Yeah, yeah. And it ends with the, with the birds attacking the hag. It, so this and, is an all, Snow White all, shooing them away. This is all Snow White and the hag in, in this minute. Yes. Um, and yeah, so they attack, and then Snow White, I feel like should trust the birds more at this point. Like, if they're attacking someone, she should kind of give them the benefit of the doubt instead of just saying, no, get away from this human. Like, that's a, it's a little specious of Snow White. She's friends with these. She saved one of the bluebirds. Yeah, and 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 they have, um, they've helped her clean and they've comforted her. Like, if my dog started attacking someone who I don't know, uh, well, my family's dog who no longer, like, they live in California, and right. we don't. But uh, if you know the dog you grew up with, yes. If if he started attacking someone or barking ferociously, uh, he's usually a nice dog. I would have been like, okay, I'm getting a little bit scared of this person now because this dog, this animal who I trust, who is a friend, who has helped me through things, is now attacking someone or being mean and ferocious to, towards someone. I would have been like, okay, we're, we're, we're going away now. Bye. But Snow White does not. <laughs> and I, I think it's another example of just her naivete about this situation. And she maybe has a level of innocence where like any sort of attacking or um, physical violence is a, a very intense negative. And she doesn't have any experience with it being used, you know, for protection or, or in, in a positive way like the birds are doing. And so she just interprets it as like, hey, what's wrong with you guys? Yeah. Um, instead of, oh, they're attacking you. They must feel suspicious about you or something like that. Yeah. But we're kind of making excuses for her. Like, really, <laughs> she's she's making the wrong choice here Jeez. and chewing the birds away. 
Um, but it's it's a good animation as she runs out of the house and and you know swings her arms and gets the birds away and everything. It, it's again really good animation um, for you know fast movements and everything. And I and I bet this is another sequence that um, Marge Champion or Belcher, <laughs> depending on when you look her up, <laughs> um, was was doing the modeling for Snow White in this sequence. Yeah, right. I I'm sure when they get these kinds of motions that look so like natural and right. I'm almost certain that these are the ones that they had the, the video reference for. Definitely. I think it's, um, that's all the notes I've got. Okay. Go ahead. You got, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, I think it's kind of unfortunate that the, uh, that the birds attacking the hag is actually, you know, what draws snow white out of the house. Cause we have no indication that she was going to come out or let the hag into the house. Or, you know, have any further interaction yeah. besides talking through the window until the birds attacked her. So they tried to help, but it kind of drew Snow White out of her safety. Yeah, that is a, a good point. Like, it's unfortunate. It made things worse. Yeah. Um, because this this is what gets Snow White next to the old woman. Where Snow White seemed a little bit hesitant when she first came to the window. But Snow White was backing up and staying away from her. Right. Um, but she was starting to warm up when she talked about the apples. Yeah. So... Snow White was losing this battle anyway, but this accelerated it, and that that does suck. <laughs> Which I think is really—it's probably more than anything—it's it's a tension device for the movie, um, for the audience to say like, "No, no, don't do this!" Like, and then to to feel like the birds who were doing something right, doing something innocently, um, or or at least to protect Snow White ended up making it worse and it's not their fault. You know, they were trying to do the right thing and that's another, it's just a, a, an extra step in building this tension um, for this, this sequence and this, the culmination of the third act. In, in your copy of the Grimm's mm-hmm. brothers version, did, did it seem like it when, when the hag came to Snow White originally that, that it was a big, like climatic point? Or? No, I think especially because it happens three times. Um, right. There's in in the Grimm's version that I have the the hag comes and it's the same hag three times and um, gives Snow White a different thing and each time it, it almost kills her <laughs> um, and Snow White doesn't learn every every time. I mean, in in that version, I think it says she's seven or or eight or nine, so like a a, a little girl, but who should be smart enough to listen when the dwarfs tell her. Now, don't let any strangers in. Yeah. It might be the queen trying to kill you, especially after the first and second attempt that the dwarves had to, like, save her life by, um, you know, like, they had to take the, the comb out of her hair that was that was somehow killing her. It's not really explained, but it was like a poison comb. And as long as it was in her hair, she would she would be asleep or in a coma, basically, and things like that. Like, when they had to save her life so many times, she really should have learned the lesson. Um but each time the dwarfs say when they leave, now don't let any strangers in, don't let anyone in, don't let anybody, anybody in. Um, and then the hag shows up and she says, oh, yes, come in and, and you know, try whatever you're going to try. Um, and so it's not climactic at all in that one, in that, in the fairy tale version that I've got a copy of. Um, it's kind of the, in, in some ways it's, it's more second act stuff than, than finale anyway. Um, but they do a really good job building this tension up. I think part of that is, is with the birds coming in and you say, yes, birds, get her out of there. And then it's like, oh no, 
it didn't happen that way. And it, and it just bumps up the tension, you know, one more notch uh, well, each time something yeah. happens. Well, and, and then later on this week, um, it, it, it's the music makes it more intense The music's as amazing well. at it. And uh, right it, now it's a it little, hasn't done it it's, yet. it's a little dull and, um, it's basic music. Yes. Uh-huh. But you, you still get that tension and you know that this is the queen and she's going to yeah. hurt Snow White. Well, and I think again, talking about what you mentioned earlier with the bed making sequence, this tension is going well right here. And it's been building really since, um, the queen, since before the queen poisoned the apple, since she disguised herself as the hag, um, and things like that, the tension has been building and this is where it's really building. And I think if they had done another sequence, a comedic sequence in there, it would have hurt that. I think the, the most they could have done was the snoring sequence without losing too much tension. Um, and I think they actually are balancing it very well. Um, the tension with a little bit of comedy in a, in a really good way. Agreed. But that's all. Uh, I've used up all the notes I had. As have I. Bobby, do you have anything else on this this minute? Um, I mean, we kind of already talked about it. The only the only other thing I wanted to say was how great a job they did animating the hag's face and, and her lines. She just delivers those so well. I mean, it kind of puts like a little tingle in your spine, but then they're also uh, they're just such classic lines. So I, I just love those. I mean, I know we're supposed to hate the hag, but I, I love how well she's done. <laughs> I oh, mean, we, we have we have said it constantly, pretty much. The queen and the hag. It's like she is so enjoyably evil. <laughs> yeah, and when we didn't have the the queen or the hag for a long time, then we and then the the, the it when came she came back, back when she came back, we were like, she's back. We we were at the beginning of the week, and we we're like, well, the first few days that we were talking about this thing, but later on in the week, it's but gone. later on in the week, it's the queen <laughs> because she was she was um. You know, as as far as you know, our 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 minutes go, she was gone for over a month. Wow! And and that was tough because there's this long sequence where it's just Snow White and the dwarfs, and it kind of started to drag. And then the queen came back, and the energy was there, and this this intense. And I mean, it, it was. It, I mean, the the conflict of the film was, was present was, again. It was like starting to come to the climactic point into yeah, the it was final picking act. Up. So, but it. It had more action, and it had the queen, who is so wonderfully and beautifully evil. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, move, and, and her movements, the animation, yeah, like you said, um, Bobby, the animation's fantastic on her. And, and it's not any less impressive as the hag than it was as the queen. Uh, um, and it's just, it's a different animation, but they really poured it into the queen. Yeah. Well, if uh, if we're good for today, then we'll come back tomorrow. But if if our listeners wanted to find Beauty and the Beastly Minute, Bobby, where would they go? Yeah, if you just search Beauty and the Beastly Minute in uh, iTunes, Google Play, your your podcatcher, whatever you have, uh, we'll pop up there. Or you can find us on Facebook or Twitter. Uh, just search Beastly Minute and we'll pop up. All right. And as for us, we are also on Facebook at the Disney Animation Minute Secret Essential Listener Society. I'm almost done practicing that. <laughs> it's, it's getting easier every time to say it. Um, or it's the Damsels group on Facebook where we uh, get links and, and comments posted and people have some conversations and it's it's a, a it's a fun lately, place. So it's been it's been great yeah. hearing people. It's one of the best places to to find us and if you have a comment that you want to make about it and and get people to to listen to what you have to say about this movie, it's a good place to put it. 
And uh, other than that, please share us with your friends, your family, other people that love Disney. Uh, these are some good episodes to share with them because then they'll hear about another Disney movie that's getting the movies by minute treatment. And most importantly, come back tomorrow for more of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Until then, just whistle while you work. Whistle while you work.